This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons preached by Rev. Adam Moline at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. You can find our website at goodshepherdlincoln.org, and the texts for our sermons each week follow the historic one-year lectionary. Let's listen in to today's sermon. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our text is the Old Testament lesson. You may be seated. Dear Christians, in Noah's Ark, everyone spoke the same language. Noah's language. His sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, learned that language from the time they were little children. They spoke the same language as their father. They passed the same language on to their children. Their descendants, as the earth began to be repopulated over the subsequent centuries, all spoke the same language. Now, as you can imagine, there's some perks to that. The people of the world were united together with one another. After all, communication was easy, not difficult. They all spoke the same language. And it's good to be united, isn't it? Well, as long as you're united about the right things. And at first, they were. They all believed in Noah's God, just as they spoke Noah's language. But over time... Noah's God was slowly forgotten. Over time, other invented, man-made gods took their place. History got murky. Legend and rumor creeped in. But everyone still spoke the language. They were still united. But now... With the wrong faith, they were united in vice and sin. And that is not good. That's what we see in our Old Testament lesson. The people were united in their language. They had found a home, a flat plain, watered by the river Euphrates. And there they sat down to make themselves a home, a city built out of bricks, baked in the sun. And within that city, they planned to build a tower with a staircase that reached up to the heavens, even though its base was on earth. It's important to hear the reason that they would build the tower. What the text says, they built it to make a name for themselves, lest they be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And therein you see their unity against God. The purpose of the city and of the tower was to go against what God had said, what he had spoken to Noah after the flood. 
God said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. But the people of Babel didn't want to travel that far. They didn't want to be scattered over the whole earth. They wanted to remain united, even if they were united in the wrong thing. They wanted to remain together, even if it went against God's word. Oh, and that tower, by the way, they wanted its top in the heavens and its base on the ground, a tower that they could climb step by step so that they could enter the heavens on their own terms, so that they could be sitting on high just like God was sitting on high. That they could go up because of what they had done. The towers built in that part of the world, the remains of which still exist, oftentimes had a temple on the top dedicated to false gods that humans had invented. Thereby, the top was in the heavens because their fake god was there. A god made in their own likeness, their own imagining. They would make a name for themselves to worship, a name to follow, a name that would let them do what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it. False God who had the same sin and vice that they had themselves. Now it's easy to judge those people of old, but the truth is we do the same thing for ourselves, don't we? We wish to make a name for ourselves. We care more about our legacy, about how we'll be remembered, about what we've accomplished, so that people will talk about us when we're gone, so that our name will continue, perhaps attached to the foundation that we founded. And in that way, we hope to have eternal life, at least to always be remembered. We want to make a name for ourselves. That's why you see such large headstones at the cemetery. Have you driven through Wayuka? It's a contest. Who's remembered more for having the biggest monument? Speaking of monuments, that's why there are monuments in the center of capitals all around the world. The Washington the Jefferson, the Lincoln. That's why faces are carved into mountains, so we can have a name for ourselves, so we can build eternity with our own two hands, by our deeds, by our actions, by our accomplishments. And if we do enough good in our lives, then we can storm heaven step by step 
and enter on our own terms. We build our own Tower of Babel out of our sinful deeds and actions. We build our own Tower of Babel to make a name for ourselves. And if we all stay together, if we're all in this together, united behind some sort of cause, then everything in the world would be better. We can make a utopia here on earth if we unite together behind climate change, behind a political persona, behind a worldwide cause. If we can take our destiny into our own hands, then everything will be perfect. Utopia on earth, a Babel with its tower built brick by brick, idea by idea. But in our text, God, the real God, won't let sinners be united as one in a false worship, in a false belief following themselves as false gods. In the Old Testament lesson, God comes down. He confuses the language of people. He scatters the people over the face of the entire earth, just like he had said they should do on their own. And by confusing their language, they could no longer be united in sinful thoughts, in sinful deeds, in sinful goals. The separation God put between peoples prevented this. And so, while they might still create their own gods, they would not be united behind them. While they might still seek to save themselves by their own work, they all would have different methods and plans. No fake God would rise above any other fake God, and more importantly, above the one true God. God worked in history in just this way to prevent sinful people from being united against God's holy word. That is, until Pentecost. For 3,000 years there had been that division. For 3,000 years there had been that chaos. There had been nations rising and falling, none gaming, gaining supremacy, at least not for long. Even those that appeared glorious and powerful would collapse in a short amount of time. The separation created by God would not be overcome by any human endeavor or government or people until Pentecost. We heard it last Sunday. God's people 
reunited as one people in the holy Christian and apostolic church. United as the body of Christ. United not in opposition to God, but instead in faith toward God. Faith toward Jesus specifically. The barriers God had put in place, languages and separation, were overcome by the preaching of the apostles, by the work of the Holy Spirit. People from all tribes and peoples and languages were in Jerusalem for Pentecost, and they heard the preaching in their own language, and all of them believed in the same God They all believed the same doctrine. They were cut to the heart by Peter's sermon. They heard the words, repent and be baptized, all of you, in the name of Jesus for forgiveness of your sins. And this promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far off. The promise was for the whole world. Many were baptized. Many were catechized. Many began to come to the Lord's Supper. Many were Christians. They were one church again. Now, the church was not about climbing into heaven by any means. Instead, it was the other way around. It was about the one true God, Jesus, coming down to us, paying for our sins, not us making sacrifices. It was about Jesus, who ascended into heaven and said, I go to prepare a place for you, so that where I am, you may be also. That's how we get to where we're going. And that message about Christ incarnate, crucified, risen, and ascended was preached. As the church grew, preachers preached it all over in Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, Galilee, Turkey, and to the very ends of the world. Preachers preached in Gentile lands. The church grew more and more with people united now in the one true confession of faith that Jesus is both God and Lord. And that there is no other name given among men under heaven by which people will be saved. The language of their doctrine, though spoken in different languages, was all the same. Their faith was united. Those who were Christians were now one people again. Now, to be clear, Pentecost did not magically remove all the divisions of this world. They're still present. There's still nations in our world, oftentimes pitted against one another. 
There are still languages in our world, many of which we've never heard of and we don't understand. There are political parties and economic systems pitted against one another, and people hold vehemently to these false gods. But not us, who are Christian. There are still cultures. There are still great distances to travel between one people and another. But there is one common language of faith that unites all Christians. There is one common language of faith that wipes aside all of these other things. The word of Jesus Christ. The word of his death and resurrection. The word of forgiveness of sins. The word of peace that Jesus speaks of in our gospel lesson. Peace I leave with you, not chaos. Peace I give to you, not as the world gives, not with its divisions and conflict and chaos. Peace of God that surpasses all understanding. A peace which allows your heart not to be troubled by the nonsense that goes on around us. Peace from the word of Jesus. That word United people from every tribe and people and language on the first Pentecost. And that word, the word of Jesus, now unites all of us here today as one holy Christian and apostolic church. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. To call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify. That is the unity that we share as Christians across all the directions to the four corners of our sinful world. We are one body in Christ, called, gathered, enlightened, and sanctified into the word of Jesus. We celebrate that unity as we kneel at this altar to receive forgiveness, life, and salvation in the body and blood of Jesus. We celebrate that unity as we are baptized into Christ, adopted into his family, clothed with his righteousness. We just confessed that unity with the words we spoke. I believe in one God. I believe In fact, in the old days, it was, we believe in one God. We believe because we are one, one whole, one church, one people, washed in the blood and forgiveness of our one crucified and risen Lord, 
washed in one baptism, united in one faith, we find unity not in the temporary, wasteful things of a fallen, broken world, but only, only in Christ and his word. What happened at Babel is about division, conflict, sin, pride. About a people becoming many peoples because of those things. Pentecost is about unity, about the Holy Spirit working in word and sacrament. Unite us all in Jesus, in his forgiveness, in his mercy. In the name of Jesus, amen. That concludes today's sermon from Pastor Adam Moline. For more information about the Lutheran faith, check out our church website, goodshepherdlincoln.org. The title of this podcast, With Intrepid Heart, comes from the conclusion to the Book of Concord, where it is written, This is our faith, doctrine, and confession, in which we also are willing, by God's grace, to appear with intrepid hearts before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of it. God's blessings on your day. <laughs>